Welcome back to the Policy Biz Podcast. I'm your host, John Schwabish. Hope you're well. Hope you're enjoying the beginning of 2024. On this week's episode of the show, I speak with Nate Braun. Nate is a Python programmer and writer who's written several books on how to use Python to analyze and visualize data around sports. So football, baseball, uh, soccer, hockey, and basketball. Those are the five, I think. I asked Nate, I reached out to Nate because I saw his book on learning to code, uh, learning to code in Python with hockey data. And of course, I'm a hockey fan, so I reached out to him to see more about what he's doing in that book. And so after reading that book, I went back to him and said, hey, would you like to come on the podcast? Let's talk about your approach your background, and how you think about visualizing or analyzing data when it comes to sports. Because sports, I think, and you'll hear this in the conversation with Nate, sports is something that many of us are interested in, uh, if not fully engaged, maybe, you know, at least we kind of know it's there. But it's a great way to work with data because for many of these sports, there is so much data. And so it offers a fairly unique, I think, opportunity to practice our skills and learn new skills when it comes to data, data visualization, programming, HTML, data science, because there's just so much opportunities there. So Nate and I sit down and talk about his process and his background and where he came from and how he decided to write these books. Uh, we talk about the various different sports that he's written about and talk about obviously Python and his process for writing these books and doing the data analysis in Python and why he likes Python uh, over some other tools that many of you may be using in your day-to-day -day work. So I think you'll find this an interesting conversation, especially if you're interested in learning or upping your skills in the Python programming language. So here's my conversation with Nate Braun, author of several books on learning to code. Hey, Nate, welcome to the show. Good to meet you. Hey, you too, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is uh, exciting. Uh, Madison guys come together. For, That's uh, right. Right. Maybe not enough beer for uh, <laughs> for a Madison reunion. No, yeah, so. not, not this early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So I reached out because I saw these books that you've written that are data, data is coding, but rooted in sports, which uh, is, I think, a really interesting way to get about teaching people how to work with data uh, since so many of us like sports. So um, and you were gracious enough to send me over the hockey one, which I've been really enjoying. Um so I thought maybe we would talk about pieces of the different books, but maybe we could start with introductions, like what's your background? How did you decide to write not just one book on data encoding, but like several books on, mm -hmm. on data encoding? And then we can, we can dive into some of the specifics. Yeah, for sure. So um, my background actually is not in coding. It's a little bit into data. I did economics. We, like you said, have the same alma mater at, at UW-Wisconsin. But so I did economics. I did some of the modeling and stuff, but really not a lot of coding coming out of school. Mm -hmm. um, and so my background was originally in environmental stuff. Um, I came out of school, like working on the BP oil spill. Mm -hmm. But I kind of realized like doing all that and building those models, which do involve, you know, a decent amount of coding. We, we did it in Stata back then. Yeah. That, you know, I enjoyed the kind of modeling and data piece of it more so than like specifically the environmental stuff. So mm -hmm. I was happy building models, you know, it didn't necessarily matter what they were. Um, yeah. And I kind of wanted to do more of that. So, mm -hmm. you know, I originally I started with uh, football, fantasy football. So yeah. I've been in a league for a long time with a bunch of buddies and, you know, we're just competitive. We're all trying to beat each other every year and stuff. So I, I started working on some models for that. Um, and then with this kind of entrepreneurial streak in me, I decided to sell the models 
Okay. Um, so, you know, even back then it was just kind of like, you know, I didn't know anything about coding or web development or whatever. So I found some WordPress plugins and it would upload the CSV of the rankings every week. Right. Right. Um, and I got some interest via that, but like not a ton. I mean, there's just so much out there with fantasy football. Yeah. Um, it was, a, but it was a pretty good model and it was kind of, you know, I, I think I was doing some cutting edge stuff. So occasionally I would get people emailing me, Hey, this is awesome. But what I really want to do is like, know how to make a model like this, you know, uh, so can you teach me? So, so I eventually decided to, um, get into the books. And the first one was learn to code with fantasy football. So yeah, I had learned Python as part of building all these models and, and putting them online and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and meanwhile, doing that, I had kind of after the BP oil spill wound down, I'd, I'd use that knowledge in my Python knowledge, learning from doing these football models to get, you know, data science jobs here locally in mm -hmm. Milwaukee. So I worked at a startup for a while and I worked at a bigger company for a while. Um, but it was really kind of doing these same, you know, data manipulation and visualization techniques that I had been doing as part of the football stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, I started working on that on the side, like working on these books and, you know, I'd get up early and we had, you know, little kids yeah. at the time. So it was like, yeah, getting up early and yeah. working on the weekends and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I kind of just basically wanted to, you know, teach all of the data science concepts generally, like using the sports application. So yeah. it's not like you would, the football book, it's not like you'd be able to you know, read that and then work for the Packers necessarily or something yeah. like that. You're not doing like super cutting edge, you know, on like the frontier of these sports where you can work for a team, but it's more sure. teaching these concepts, you know, with like an interesting way in an interesting way. So right. that's kind of how it all got started. So this was around what the BP was like 2012. Yeah. Like yeah. Is 2010 right? is what it happened. And yeah, I graduated yeah. 2011 and was doing that. Right. I mean, it took like five-ish years to kind of wrap up. So, so it's been since then, you know, like a decade or so. Yep. If you were starting now, do you, this is like totally separate from mm -hmm. the books, yeah. but like, is the fantasy football like marketplace so saturated at this point with models that like trying to build the new models, like kind of impossible? Yeah. Point? I mean, it's, yeah. The problem is that there's just so many people like, it's like you want to work on a fantasy football model and come up with fantasy advice and like do all this mm -hmm. stuff, you know, yeah. There's just so many people who are like to do that, you know, and they like to do it for free and for fun and all that yeah. stuff. So it's just yeah. really hard to, you know, if you want to break into the fantasy advice space, it's sort of like, you know, good luck. Like I hope, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and it's, no, it can be yeah. a good fun thing, but you're not, you know, like no yeah. one's, everyone is working on their own models and that's why these books have done so well. Like my, right. you know, my target is people who, like don't have a computer science background, but do like messing around with fantasy stats and sports stats in Excel, you know, kind of like don't necessarily know where to take it from there, like how to right. do, you know, what's the next level beyond like Excel formulas and stuff like right, that. Right, right. And so that, yeah, I mean, and, and now, yeah, I was just saying now when you watch any sport on TV, all the ads are, yeah. you know, betting and fantasy. Yeah, for fantasy. sure. So it's like, yeah, yeah the industry is kind of like exploded a bit. Yeah, so I can imagine like, how hard it would be now. Yeah, for sure. And I don't, yeah, I'm not a big fan. I don't personally bet too much or, I mean, just the, you know, it's like the 8% yeah. rake or whatever it is. Like yeah. the, you know, with my economics background, it just, 
you know, it's not it's not a zero sum game. It's a negative sum game. You know, the, right, the fact right. that you have to beat it by that much. So I prefer I'm happy just to, you know, teach people using this stuff. And right. And that's really kind of what I try to do is, again, like you, you know, you learn the data like it's like, OK, combine two data sets together. We have a bunch of hockey players and we have a bunch of their goals. Like, here's how you combine the data together. and Here's how you do a yeah. merge. And here's an inner and outer join and all that stuff. So right. people, you can learn that. And then you, you know, you get a job at wherever. Um, right. And it's, right. you know, it's a different data source, but you still got to know how to merge them together and stuff like that. Right. So, so it seems like your goal, cause there's a, there's a book, I've got the hockey one. There's a baseball mm -hmm. one. There's yep. a soccer one. There's yep. a football one. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was your thinking all the way, like people are interested in sports, people want to learn to code. And this is a way to tap into that, to that yeah. interest. And it could be music, could be anything, but like sports seems like a pretty universal yeah. thing to get started. in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That it, sort of, I mean, that, that's definitely what it was for the football one. And then the football mm -hmm. one did well. Um, and then I would get people reaching out about other sports, you know, oh, like, okay. Hey, like I really like football, but football is not my thing. Or I had a lot of people reaching out from Europe, you know, saying like, I thought this was sure. about football, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. so, right. yeah. <laughs> um, so then I did, I mean, so then I did baseball after that, just because yeah. it was, I mean, and it was all kind of market driven, like it was sure. selling well enough that, you know, it made sense to do. So we had our first kid and I was working on this stuff, you know, early mornings and stuff. Then we had our second kid and it was like, okay, I don't have time to do this anymore. Yeah. So I went down one day, I went down to four days a week at my day job mm -hmm. and I spent one day a week working on my own stuff. And uh -huh. this book was one of the first things. Right. And then ended up doing well where it was like, oh, you know, this is 20% of my salary. You know, I, maybe I'll just do this. And so yeah. then, and then after that, I cranked out the baseball one, you know, that did well. All these other sports are not really like, you know, totally my sports. Like I grew up yeah. following football. I do fantasy football. Like. I like that well enough to build the models on my own time, but I, yeah. you know, don't necessarily know that much about baseball. Right. Um, so again, it's sort of like, you know, all this stuff, like building the sports model and taking that to another job. That's kind of what I had to do with building, taking this football book and applying it to baseball and hockey sure. and everything else. So there was yeah. some like deep diving into the sports and kind of like figuring it all out. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about that, that process. I mean, I'm guessing it's the case that the football one was sort of the hardest to write because just writing it, getting all the code, laying it all out, getting yeah. all the images. But like, did you find it, was it markedly easier to do each subsequent book? Yeah, it because definitely sort of was. Had it, but like, you didn't know the sport. So like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, I knew the sports well enough. Like I yeah. don't know all the NHL players, but I like play in a hockey league, you know, once right. a week and play pickup basketball and all that stuff. So yeah, I know yeah. them. I, it's not like I didn't like them. I know them. I definitely know them well enough, but it's like, you know, if you just, I had to like look up, you know, like, yeah. you know, like just like the, the famous, like no one, like make sure I have all my bases covered and all that stuff. <laughs> sure, but, um, right. So yeah, it was, the it was, they're all like, basically they, they follow the same pattern, you mm -hmm. know? So it was the football one was like kind of the path breaking thing. And the other one, it was sort of like fitting the sports into that. Right. So I did football first and then baseball like a year or two years later. And then I did hockey soccer and basketball all at the same time gotcha. and that and those sports are, are pretty similar in the fact that it's like very free-flowing you know mm -hmm. like a lot of the data i found was like xy coordinates you know for mm -hmm. passes yeah um and like you pass in every sport you shoot in every sport so yeah. that was that was sort of helpful when doing it um and was to, finding that data hard to do uh it's it's easier for some sports than others. It wasn't ever too bad. 
Um, yeah. Soccer was probably the hardest just because oh, okay. I don't, I'm not even sure why, but a lot of these, a lot, like the NHL and baseball and NFL and NBA, they have um, kind of like undocumented APIs where you can right. just grab a bunch of data. Kind of figure it and out. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. It seems like the hardest part would be the data visualization chapter. So like in the hockey one, you've got one of the shot graphs yeah. that's laid out in a rink, but like yeah. you can't really do that, you know, the exact same thing for you know yeah. baseball, right? You but can't like, do it for baseball and you can't do it for football, but I did do it for the ones, I did do it for soccer and basketball. Soccer and basketball yeah. yeah. So yeah. those were, and those were the ones I was doing at the same time. And so that's kind of why I did oh. it that way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was not too bad to do the data visualization. Yeah. Um, in the book, I talk a lot about Seaborn, which is a Python. Mm-hmm a yep. Python library that I like a lot. Um, and so, yeah, yeah so yeah, I'm so, not a, I'm not a Python coder. So okay. tell me, I guess, I guess the question would be sell me on, although you're not gonna be able to, but that's okay. Like <laughs> sell, sell the listener a good on, try, yeah. on using Python over, you know, yeah. R or, you know, any other language yeah. someone wants to choose. So I'm not, I'm not anti R. I mean, mm-hmm. the early football model I did, I did it in R. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my understanding is that, you know, since then the kind of direction has been sort of moving towards Python in terms of market share and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a blog post or I, an email I sent out to, to some people asking, like exploring this question, like are Python. Yeah. Um, and there's one guy I saw, like I, his name is like open war or something like that. He did a, a kind of a mini study using stack overflow, like the mm-hmm. kind of questions people ask and stuff, like where people get into programming, you know, the languages they move to and adopt yeah, and all that. He found that actually a lot of R movers end up moving to Python. Oh. And then, so he has this big graph of all these programming languages, like where you, he calls them terminal nodes, like where you, you move to and you stop because you can't find anything better. And for and Python three is one of those. So, right. And that was my journey. I mean, I did Stata mm-hmm. back in the day, which is like more so in the economics field. I did SAS yeah. in grad school. Yeah. I did some yeah. R, like all that stuff. Right. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, Python, I think a good thing about Python is obviously the machine learning stuff, you know, like the mm-hmm. scikit-learn is right. pretty well developed. And then these, these data visualization chapters, like I, or or packages like Seaborn is the one that I really like. Yeah. Um, and you know, just the ability to do all that, but I mean, they're really pretty similar. So, right. So tell me about the actual writing. I can imagine like a lot of the data viz books that are, are they're using R markdown or using Cordo yeah. to actually like basically write the book within yeah. the code. Do you, yeah. did you approach the, these books the same way? In, in um, I wrote all mine. I mean, I wrote all mine in markdown. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I used Pandoc. It's like a yeah. thing to convert Markdown to, you know, a PDF. So, right. Um, so that's really like what I did. I use, um, I like using the terminal and, you know, Vim is my text editor that I, ah, that yeah. I really like to use. Um, I, I'm actually working on a new book on kind of like tooling, mm-hmm. you know, that'll, that covers Vim and the terminal and all that stuff. Right. Um, so I wrote it all in that. Then I, you know, I'd have my Python REPL up on the side and I would, you know, copy and paste the input and output and put right. all that in the books. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing that I've always 
I guess, heard, known about Python is that it's it's really good at web scraping. So because you're pulling all these APIs, did you find mm-hmm. that like just using Python made that process, because you've yeah. got all these different sports, like so much easier? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yep. Yeah, Python is is good at web scraping. There's a package that's kind of like the, you know, some of these packages, they're third-party packages, but it's like yeah. everyone uses them. Right. So it like might as well almost like be part of Python itself. And so the web right. scraping one is called Beautiful Soup. Mm-hmm. Um, and it lets you, you know, just go to a website and get data and do all that. I mean, the problem is a lot of these websites now are with just so much JavaScript on the front end and like single page apps, like you can't really scrape it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you, like, so Beautiful Soup works by connecting to the website and getting the HTML and, you know, you can like work with the tags and get the data. But a lot of these websites now are just like kind of dynamically populated where like that yeah. doesn't work. So to build right. a web scraper, you have to like actually build uh, some code that like opens up a web browser and like, will like automate the clicking around and getting it that way. Oh, right. Um, right. And that's, that's another package called Selenium that, that Python covers that people do that in. Right. So have you thought about branching out and doing similar books for other content areas, other data areas? I, I've thought about it. Like realistically, I think the book is well structured and is like a good introduction yeah. to like all this stuff, like whether you like sports or not, you know, and I've had no, people, right, right. yeah. And I, like I had early on, I had a coworker that I worked with, like she was from China, you know, she like didn't really speak that good of English. She knew nothing about American football, but yeah. she wanted to learn pandas. And so I sent her the book and she's like, oh, this is great. You know? Yeah. And so I've thought about I've thought about doing that mm-hmm. um, and like making kind of a general purpose one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's I, maybe, I, and maybe I'll do it someday. I think there's a lot of general purpose stuff out there, yeah. you know, and so it's, yeah. it's sort of harder to kind of like attract attention or get people in, but maybe I'll, but maybe I'll do something like that. If someone said, I want to learn uh, Python and, but they, you know, they're kind of, you know, they like all sports, whatever. Yeah. Is there one of these books that you think is more generally applicable? And and the reason I ask is when I think about the hockey one, you know, you've got the shot, the shot yeah. map, for example, which is like basically just a map. So it yeah. seems like it's pretty easy to take that yeah. skill and transfer it yeah. to, I want to yeah. make just like a dot map. Yeah. Um, so are any of these that you think extend well to the person who like kind of doesn't really care about the sport so much, but just wants to get that broad intro? I think, no, I think they're all, I think they're all pretty good in that. I think, mm-hmm. I think football and baseball, there's just a little bit more data. Like, yeah, you know, be, again, because hockey and soccer and basketball are so free flowing. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's why I actually did a lot with the shot data because it's like the shot data you have, you know, you know, the distance from the goal, you know, that like the type of shot, like, is it a slap shot? Is it a wrister in the NBA? Is it like a step back, you know, whatever. Right. Like, you know, right. in, in soccer, is it left foot, right foot or a header? And so like, you just have certain like attributes on every shot where you can kind of like break it down like that. Mm-hmm. And so in, in the books, I actually spent a lot of time with the shot data just because it was like a good data set, you know? Right. And you can build a model, like does the shot go in or not? And like, how does, does the shot go in like relative to distance away from the goal? Like, how does that change? Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
with the nice thing about football and baseball is that like everything's like that, you know, like yeah, it's not yeah. just the shots, like football, you have a play and you can say like, what's the down how far do you have to go? And like, is it a run or a pass and baseball, yeah. you know, there's even more stats, like what's the type of pitch and like, what's the count and all that stuff. So I, right. I would say like, if people were purely sport agnostic and wanted to just stick with one of them, I would say, you know, football or baseball just has a little bit more variety in terms right. of data. Right. Um, I mean, the football one, I actually, the football one I, I've actually extended where I made, um, I call it like the developer kit. So, so after mm. you read the football book and like have this basic knowledge down, I sell another thing that I sell, you know, every year, like the, the 2024 version is out right now mm -hmm. where you get that. And then, so you, it gives access to an API that I built. Mm -hmm. where you get access to like these fantasy simulations from the old model I did, you know, back yeah. in the day. And then we work through using that API to build like a couple of projects that analyze your own team. So, oh, okay. so we work on, you know, if you're, if your fantasy league is on ESPN, yeah. you know, one of the, one of the first projects we do is like, okay, how do we connect to ESPN and get that data? Right. So you can see who's on your team and who's playing this week and all that. Yeah, and then cool. we take that and we build, you know, uh, who do I start calculator? So like, it'll run through all your backup options, like run the simulation, say, oh, this person increases your probability of winning. Right. Um, we do a league analyzer. So it's like you, you know, you get the probabilities for every matchup or it's like, who's going to score the high this week, all that stuff. So mm -hmm. that, and, and so that, and that's just, I think due to the, you know, kind of my, my original love yeah. and passion for football. Um, yeah that that's why I've gone and built all that out there. So if people like right. really didn't care, you know, and you wanted to kind of get the full experience doing the football one and then doing the kit afterwards is, is yeah. pretty cool. I think. And is the kit like, is it, um, is it videos or is it, it's, it's, it's step still, that's the same. Yeah. 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 It's the step-by-step yeah. -step instructions. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so aside from uh, trying to write these books around having, job and kids and yeah. family and everything else what was what for you was the most fun part about going you know going through the process um i think the most fun part is is just you know like helping people like like in getting you know that early feedback of like oh wow this is like really helpful like i think a lot of people like technically my books don't assume any prior knowledge like we start mm -hmm. out like what is data and like what is rows and what is columns um, but I, the sweet spot seems to be the people who've like tried to learn to code before and like thought it just was like really boring or like, yeah, yeah. you know, like a, they call it, I got it. I wasn't even aware of it before, but you know, tutorial hell, <laughs> like people just <laughs> like going through these, you know, hello world tutorials that kind of take forever. And so, yeah. you know, help, helping people like really kind of get like spun up pretty quickly um, and like doing things and talking about why we're doing things and like having people respond to that, I would say has been the most right. kind of rewarding and fun part. Yeah. That's pretty great. Um, so last question for you, you've got all these sports. So, so I'm guessing you're a Bucks fan, yeah. Packers fan, yep. Brewers fan. Yep. Okay. What about, uh, what about hockey and, and soccer? Do you have, do you have and hockey? I hockey, I like the Blackhawks. Okay. Um, I'm not, you know, not like too plugged in, but I was originally born in Chicago. So that's, okay. you know, good enough for me to, uh, right. But not a like, bears fan. No, not uh, a bears fan. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You, definitely. You'd get in trouble if you, yeah. For anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. Um, and soccer, I don't, I'm pretty, uh, 
soccer, I'm pretty agnostic. So in the book, we cover the World Cup data. Okay. Um, that's like the data. That's the data right. I found and good. And so I'm, you know, I'm always cheering for the U.S. Then I have a right. friend who's really big into MLS and likes the Minnesota Loons. So okay, you know, yeah, they all have I, good I, names. I yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. Madison has a team now too with the. It's like a minor league team or whatever. The Flamingos, like. Oh really? From when they yeah, when they that's covered Baskin Hill and all the flamingos, they kind oh, of adopted yeah, the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. Um, well, if you end up writing a, a Formula One Python book, oh, yeah, uh, for sure. My son, my son will be into that one. Yeah, definitely. Um, which is another one of those uh, sports where there's just once you start getting even knee deep into it, you see how much data there is. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. And can understand a ton about it. Um, yeah, I've been really into golf recently, so I got my putter here in the background. So yeah. I, I've been thinking about that, but we'll, we'll see. Well, they must have, I mean, it feels like all these sports now have their own processes to have tons of data. Yeah. Um, Not all of which they, they release. Uh, I did a podcast episode with Micah McCurdy uh, early in the year who runs hockey viz. Um, And we were talking about, you know, he, he has a ton of hockey data. And the the one question that I have is uh, a lot of the, I have a theory that a lot of hockey play uh, shows up in the front two corners mm-hmm. when you're watching it on TV yeah. because the opposite side is where the, where the benches are. So there's more yeah. face, but, yeah. but the teams don't release that data, right? That oh, really? data is like, they, ha- I'm sure they have it. Yeah. I'm sure they're sitting on it, but they haven't yeah. like, they don't post that. They have the shot data, but not where they spend yeah. Yeah. right time. So yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the formula one stuff is, is pretty crazy too, because you know, they're, they have sensors all over the cars. Yeah. And so they're measuring, you know, speed but heat yeah. and wind yeah. and you know the exhaust coming off the car in front of you yeah. and it's yep. it's kind of amazing when you when you start to see what they're measuring yeah for um, sure there's a lot of fun but i think it's a great idea to to, to tap into something that people yeah love and uh and be able to teach them to code so mm-hmm. uh, so these are great i'll put all the uh links to all the books on the show notes and uh, nate thanks for coming on the show i appreciate you uh, taking the time yeah thanks for having me And thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this week's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed that. If you're interested in learning more, check out Nate's website. Check out Nate's books. If you're interested in any of the sports, I think these are great opportunities to learn more about how you can engage with the data sets in baseball, hockey, basketball, soccer, etc. So, again, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you would be so kind, take a moment out of your day to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast provider just a quick little click there on the five stars lets more people know about the show which helps me bring in new and better guests each and every other week so until next time this has been the policy of this podcast thanks so much for listening a number of people help bring you the policy of this podcast music is provided by the nris audio editing is provided by ken skaggs design and promotion is created with assistance from sharon satsuki ramirez and each episode is transcribed by jenny transcription services if you'd like to help support the podcast please share it and review it on itunes stitcher spotify youtube or wherever you get your podcasts the policy of this podcast is ad free and supported by listeners if you'd like to help support the show financially please visit our paypal page or our patreon page at patreon.com policyviz